shout out to the journalist girl and the close-up of her bouncing tits. <laughs> That's true. I saw that. I'm just like, what? I, like she was doing like a little happy jog. She's like, Ooh, I'm going to go tell Sakasa. He's going to make me his woman. And she's like going and like, as she's like doing her little hop, like her tits are just hardcore, just bouncing. I'm just like, the animation studio really went the extra mile for that. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we got 11 episodes. So let's, Let's pour all of our funds in this one shot. Yeah, they really <laughs> they went were, the extra mile. They for were that. really going for it. Yeah. Hey, you know what we haven't done this season? What? Fan service. Gratuitous fan service. What's up, everyone? Welcome into Animan Plus. This is episode 24. I'm your host, Alex Light. Hopefully, everyone is having a great fucking day, whatever day you're listening to this episode. Here with me in studio, I got my guy, Zach. Zach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Alex. Having a good day? Having yeah. a good day off so far? So far, so good. You were really enjoying that new game, Outriders? Yeah, no. Outriders 2 was actually pretty fun. Felt yeah. good. That's good. I'm looking to pick that up. Uh, here over the phone, I've got Josh with me. Josh, how are you today? How did you enjoy your day off? I enjoyed my day off really well. I watched Mob Psycho 100 all day. <laughs> how'd, that, how'd that go for you? <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. I think I'm on season two now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We're going to have to get you to uh, talk about that at some point here in the near future, give your full thoughts on it, which I also need to do for Fire Force sometime in the near future. I still have not completed season one. I'm almost done with season one. Uh, you know, I need to give my thoughts on that sometime here in the near future. Um, so... We do have uh, some interesting things to talk about today. Uh, we have our normal episode, you know, reviews going on. We have our normal chapter ratings. That's all per normal. And we got some interesting news involving uh, Jujutsu Kaisen and the potential ending of the series, which is kind of uh, interesting to talk about. Uh, we have some more Mappa hate, um, which is, uh, the, you know, the ones who are animating uh, Attack on Titan, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, and I don't remember who else they've done recently. Uh, I know they got a high school. That was it. Yeah, we got some more Chainsaw hate. man. Yeah, they're going to be doing Chainsaw Man. We got some more hate on them involving Attack on Titan. The hate just doesn't seem to stop. And we also have a very interesting topic involving, you know, the strongest generation of Weekly Shonen Jump. And uh, what exactly could the strongest generation be? Kind of an inter interesting topic there. Uh, before we jump into everything, let me hit the plugs real quick. Uh, if you're interested in gaming, movies, TV, and stuff like that, make sure to go check out my podcast, Lighthearted, which will be coming back here in the near future. I think here in the next couple of weeks, uh, it should be coming back. So keep an eye on that. With that, we also have the uh, Pokemon 25th anniversary special that's going to be coming out alongside of it. That's going to be pretty fun. Uh, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at Anime and Podcast and as well as uh, at Lighthearted Pod. And if you want to support us further, the Patreon is a great way to do so. Shout out to our Tier 4 patron, Jared. I appreciate you who did submit a topic uh, for his Tier 4 Redemption uh, little bonus thing that he's got. We're going to be talking about that next week. I'm actually really excited for this topic because, man, there's so much to consider for this. His uh, topic is the top deaths in anime and manga. Uh, he didn't really say how, you know, he said we can do it really however he wanted, top three, top five. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily even be ranked in order. Uh, but just, you know, the top deaths that we feel like are in a series, there's a lot to take into consideration there. You know, how, how did the death, you know, first and foremost, was the death, you know, 
visually appealing? Was it like, you know, was it like super quick and kind of boring or was it very well done, very well written, very well animated, whatever the case is. Then there's also the obvious other points, you know, how much impact did it have on, you know, our characters involved, how much impact did it have on the story? You know, there's a lot of stuff to take in, take in consideration, uh, for top deaths. Uh, that's gonna be a pretty fun topic that we'll uh, hit on next week. Um, but with that said, let's hop into the shout outs real quick. Got some quick little news for you. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Demon Slayer, Promised Neverland, and JJK have all been nominated for the 25th, uh, hopefully I don't botch this name, uh, Tezuka Asuma uh, Culture Award. Uh, the award is named after uh, Tezuka Asuma, the who is considered the godfather of manga uh, and the creator of Astro Boy. Uh, former notable winners included uh, B-Stars, Berserk, uh, March comes in like a lion and full metal alchemist. So shout out to those three for being nominated for that. Be kind of curious to see who's going to come out on top there. Um, another little shout out that we have that this one I'm actually really excited for, to be honest, uh, is upcoming volumes, uh, to keep an eye on here over the next couple months, you know, kind of watch the sales on and see how they're doing. Uh, in April, we have Sakamoto days volume one. I know Zach is super pumped to see how those sales are going to do. We also have Build King Volume 1. I'm interested to see how those sales are going to do because from what we understand, Build King is basically dead. A crapshoot. Yeah. So I'm very curious to see how you know horrible those sales are going to do or well. We'll see. Uh, and then May, we have Vol- Phantom Seer Volume 3, Itel C Volume 1. And the interesting thing to note here is uh, there's no sign for Elusive Samurai Volume 1, which started before Itel C. Uh, I'm really excited to see how the sales on ITLC Volume 1 is going to do. I'm really enjoying that series, to be honest. I, I think it's a very interesting take on on a romance. Uh, I, I'm personally loving it. So I'm, I'm curious to see how those sales are going to do. I'm looking forward to seeing Sakamoto Days, and I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, continued success that is Phantom Seer, which actually we're going to be talking about Phantom Seer here in just a moment once I finish up the, the shout-out, something I would uh, you know, kind of want to point out about Phantom Seer that I think we also point out last week, but the hate continues. Uh, but speaking of hate, uh, Mappa hate uh, continues with uh, Attack on Titan and uh, Aaron Coat scene. Yeah, uh, the scene where he's putting on his coat. Um, people are very fucking upset about uh, that it was not the same, you know, because they had they had a trailer where it looked a lot better. It was you know more beautifully animated, more accurate to the actual manga scene. Which Attack on Titan fans that read the manga claim that that's a really like awesome or important scene. I don't have any fight in this at all, um, but it's just like that that mo. I guess it's like the moment of like, all right, Aaron's about to do some shit kind of moment, you know, like a really hype moment. That that's the basis that I understand. Uh, but the hate on on this just absolutely just continues because everyone was just so pissed about how it was animated, which, God, people are just being overly picky. You know, when it comes to the situation, uh, people need to keep in mind, you know, the the company that, that dropped Attack on Titan, you know, with they, Attack on Titan fans was in a situation where they may not have gotten this final season for, for years. I mean, it, that was a legitimate possibility. Um, you know, and then, you know, Mappa came in and said, okay, you know, yeah, we'll give it a shot. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do on a short time crunch. Well, they gave well, it a shot. They did give it a shot. <laughs> well, from what I understand too, so with studios dropped it and Mappa was like, yeah, we, we like a challenge. We'll take it. And so they picked it up to do the fourth season or the final season. And then the attack on Titan, uh, production committee was like, all right, well, it's going to have to be released before the manga ends. And Mappa was like, but we can't really do that. Give us more time. They're like, no, this is all the time you got. So that's a lot of the reason why Attack on Titan doesn't look as good as other Mappa things is because 
instead of getting like a year or two to do the series, they they got like half the time. Basically, like the studio that got fucked with uh, Seven Deadly Sins last year. Yeah, yeah, they're basically because the Attack on Titan production committee wanted the anime out before the manga ended. This is what we got because of that. Otherwise, we wouldn't have gotten the fourth season. So, I mean, it just kind of is what it is. It's not bad at all. It's not horrible. I I watched that episode. I don't really see what the big deal with the coat scene is. But again, I don't read the manga, so it is what it is. Right. Uh, I know there was also a lot of hate over the Aaron Mirror scene was another one that people were really hating on how it was what? animated. Did he start quoting Taxi Driver? <laughs> Might as well have. No. No, I remember that scene too. He was just staring at it. it was, I don't know. It's kind of like a monologue in front of the mirror, or whatever. But I yeah. mean, so it was Taxi Driver, basically. I guess, yeah. <laughs> That's sort of funny. <laughs> yeah, just, just the hate on Attack on Titan season four continue. And you know what? What I will say one thing that really, that really, you know, ignites the flame even more is the fact that it's that this show, this season, is being released along the same as Jujutsu Kaisen. So people have that direct comparison of I see what you're doing over here across the street, and then I see what you're doing over here. That that's one of the, that. I mean, no yeah. matter no matter if Jitsu Kaisen would have been coming out or not, the hate would have been there for sure. But the hate is amplified because they have something that's fucking gorgeous happening at the exact same time. And so, that's why I was, thought it was important to say that like for Jitsu Kaisen, they had time, the full time to yep. to make Jitsu Kaisen. The same with uh, God of High School. Mm-hmm. And the same with Chainsaw Man is coming out soon. It's just Tag on Titan that they only got half the time they actually needed to make it. So, which seems it, really it, odd that the committee pushed to have them ha- release it before the manga was over. Well, like- the the thought process on that came from the committee and I believe the creator of the manga because they wanted the final season out before the manga ended because they wanted to keep riding the hype of Attack on Titan. They feared that. If the manga had ended, people wouldn't be as invested in it anymore, and nobody would care if the season came out. That's what it was. I mean, you still could have given them a map of more time by at least waiting till maybe a month after the manga ends. Because once the manga ends after a month, you still have quite a bit of hype because people would want to see it animated. Yeah. That that, yeah. that that just honestly sounds like the committee just fucking shooting themselves in the foot horribly. <laughs> I mean, I agree wholeheartedly. I think they were just trying to avoid a Bleach situation where Bleach ended and then now it's coming back years after the, the manga actually ended. Right. And that's kind of like, I think that was their fear, but their fear, yeah, totally backfired them because... I mean, don't wait almost seven years to finish animating your series. <laughs> True. <laughs> fucking bleach dude hey at least it's finally an animated finally gonna get that for you guys uh yeah. so let's let's touch on the phantom seer thing i mentioned before we move on to the rest of the news here so we mentioned last week about how uh, you know phantom seer seems to be getting some hate uh from like you know from shonen jump with how it's consistently at like the back of the magazine and stuff like that the most recent lineup just came out and it is literally dead last mm-hmm. in the magazine like beyond like behind build king and I, I just I, I don't understand what the deal is um, because the sales like the sales aren't bad. Volume two needed a reprint, just like volume yeah. one did. Like I don't understand what the fuck is going on. Yeah, I was seeing that it's having to have reprints because it's selling so well. So I was curious about that too. Like it's being consistently shafted at the back of the magazine. It has yet to receive a color page. Like 
sales are good. Like, what's the deal? Does the editor-in-chief just not like it? I don't know. I assume the author pissed off some editor somehow. I guess. Like, what the fuck? And then also when it comes to, you know, uh, the Weekly Shonen Jump, it really feels like they're just kind of playing it really safe right now with uh, the new with the new magazines because, like, they've done nothing but, like, pretty much, what, One Piece and Dr. Stone covers, like, consistently mm-hmm. yeah. back to back. They just keep on flipping on it or something. Yeah, the thing I saw was um, Dr. Stone as getting next week's cover page, and it's the third one for this year, which it's only been Dr. Stone, One Piece, and then, you know, Dope, Undead Unlock one year, The Marshall one year, yeah. and I think maybe a couple others here and there. But, yeah, they're just playing it super safe with Dr. Stone and One Piece and just kind of shafting everyone else. Which is wild. Which, you think that Jitsu, yeah. Jitsu Kaisen would make it or something, or even you know just My yeah. Hero. I mean, both. I mean, that both was, stories have reached like really important moments uh, in the manga right now, with with arcs coming to a close and something new kicking off. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, this was something I mentioned to you yesterday. Is like Jitsu Kaisen's their juggernaut. This thing has exploded pretty much in the last six months since the anime came out, and they're not really showing it as much love as you would think they would be showing it. Right, not like they were Demon Slayer. Yeah, so that's some something odd there too. That you know, Phantom Seer is doing well, but they're shafting it. Jujutsu Kaisen's pretty much blown up, but they're giving color cover pages to Doctor Stone and One Piece, and just kind of shafting Jujutsu Kaisen, My Hero Academia, and Black Clover. On the plus All side, other I ones did, that are uh, doing really well. I did see that you as a core family is getting a color page in this upcoming issue. So shout out to that. Yeah, shout out pretty excited for that but uh, i don't know we'll continue to monitor that situation i just hope phantom Sh- phantom seer doesn't get fucking shafted for no reason i really hope that doesn't happen but i guess we'll we'll keep monitoring that and see what kind of happens from there uh so yeah. talking about jitsu kaisen so the author said in an interview recently that uh, apparently jjk is halfway complete and that kind of puts it you know set to roughly end in 2023 you know what, what are you guys immediate thoughts on that i mean that kind of makes sense i mean yeah i agree because, I mean, when I, when I read that myself, I was like, you know, this story could literally go on for another four years or go on for another 20 years. It just right. all depends on where they want to go with it. And any get it 2023 seems about right. Um, just considering all the other kind of hits that have come out and jumped so far, like Chainsaw Man and uh, Burn the Witch, that were really shorter, but really popular, uh, even Demon Slayer. So I could kind of see Jujutsu Kaisen going the same way and not one to outstay its welcome. And that, and one thing that uh, I feel like that poses a question on is the days of One Piece and Naruto and stuff like that. Are those days done in terms of length? Or is that done? Are we are we past that for weekly show jump? I think we might be. Um, I mean, One Piece is still doing really well for them. Um, I mean, Boruto and Dragon Ball Super, not so much because they're not even putting it in. The weekly Shonen Jump are putting it in Jump Plus. Um, well, th- those so those cells only... are actually pretty solid. Yeah, I mean the cells are solid, but I mean, I don't know. I just I feel like in their weekly magazine, they're kind of wanting to do more shorter stuff um, because it was another another thing I've mentioned was um, Shonen Jump's doing a lot of one shots. They're actually it's, I think this upcoming issue starts the one shot series where every week is a new one shot. Mm-hmm. which was something that seemed odd because I don't ever remember them doing that. 
uh, on a weekly basis. So it, it kind of seems like there's yeah, no. no. I mean, they used to do their like set of one shots in like one go sometimes throughout. Yeah, it was the year, like but, around December. Yeah, but never like giving it a spotlight. I mean, talking yeah, about yeah, no, um, yeah, I th- fairly much. I think we are leaning away from doing this really lengthy stuff. Yeah, really long series, and I mean, it's not a bad thing. I mean, allows people to enjoy the story and actually finish the story and not just be trudging on for years and years ago and when is it going to end? And it also opens yeah. the door for like newer fans to jump into something because, you know, I know, I, you know, Josh being a One Piece fan, you as well can both uh, agree to this. You know, One Piece, like for someone to get into it, they really have to commit because of oh, how yeah. long, oh, like yeah. you have to really mentally commit. I mean, look at me. I'm caught up on the latest chapter, yeah, but like it literally took me starting an anime manga podcast to motivate me to do it. Like, I never had any intention to actually read it because of how long it was. It's a mental commitment. So, you know, you having series that are going to stay on that shorter side, I feel like it also opens the door up for more people to jump into it. But I don't know. I think it's an interesting thought to think about that series like like we've seen in the past, like... That I don't know what I don't know what a, a bench stone like a benchmark would be here like I guess four hundred plus you know maybe five hundred plus would be a bench somewhere in that range I feel like though though that date those days are done mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. like Dragon Ball was five hundred plus Hitman Reborn I think ended on four seventy two if I remember correctly you know uh, Naruto at like seven hundred One Piece is now in the thousands um, uh, what chapter is Hunter Hunter on uh, I couldn't tell you okay. You know, you know, you know. There's lots of series that have just really reached those lengthy benchmarks from uh, from Shonen Jump in the past. So I don't know. It's interesting to think about. But then on the flip side, you know, you have Weekly Shonen Magazine that has still has Hajime no Ippo. Yeah. <laughs> it's still rocking and rolling. I think I la- I checked the other day. I think they're at like 140 volumes, which is insane to think about. Uh, and then, you know, we've, we've already kind of, you know, mentioned and plugged and talked up how Eden Zero could potentially be like the next One Piece because Heroes is having a fucking blast writing it. Yeah. And it has the same fucking potential as One Piece, but in space. So, I mean, you know, maybe on maybe on another magazine we could see that potential, but I think with the Weekly Show and Jump, I, I really think we're, we're done with that because, you know, when it comes to, like, what we have currently lined up, like Undead and Luck, for example, uh, that's a series that I see potentially lasting the length of, like, a Demon Slayer. It's so, like a 180s range. Mashal. Couldn't fucking tell you. I can't, can't even make a prediction. I have no no idea. Yo, as a core family, I could see it being like a maybe like a one eighties as well. I don't see it reaching the two hundreds, and it's not anything like knocking the sto- you know knocking the series or it's just terms of story. So I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to think about. I mean, it wouldn't be, it would not be nice because I mean, Wiggly Shonen Jump is that thing of just every chapter every week, and it's nice would be nice to see like new series coming in periodically every yeah. like couple years or so and not like when we did have all those long series it's pretty much the same series in the for manga many years bleach as well for yeah. like a decade or so with mm-hmm. a few popping in here and there i mean and maybe that's the thing maybe you with them going towards like more online formats and things like that we may see lengthier series on something like that because we still have that second part of chainsaw man coming eventually yeah yeah so it may run the same length as the first part or they may move it longer never know true yeah i was gonna say to answer your question hunter hunter only has 390 chapters okay for so being in publication since 1998 just that's imagine, interesting just imagine <laughs> if it didn't go on all those hiatuses it, it would be yeah it would be it'd be a little bit higher up there so it would probably but, be done obviously as well but yeah i was also gonna say it's important to note that um 
because Jujitsu Kaisen is planning to end in 2023. I think One Piece is aiming for like 2024, 2025. So you're in the next few years. We're probably just going to get like a whole new kind of jump coming because a lot of these big things will be over. And that's probably something they're also preparing for. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they probably are, and I'm. I, it just makes me. It makes you want to continue to sit there and think. Where it's like, you know, with JJK potentially being out the door in a few years. You know, One Piece is still set to be out the door in a few years. You know, maybe even My Hero that we've talked about. Um, it really opens the. It, it makes you think. It's like, what's next? What is going to be the next like big like? What's going to be like the next like My Hero or Demon Slayer or Black Clover that pops up? So the Shonen Jump multiverse. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Sounds fun. Um, all right. So the next topic that we'll hit on is uh, the strongest generation jump. We're talking about jump right now. So let's go ahead and just segue over to that. Um, so Reese, in, in the upcoming weekly Shonen Jump magazine, this was very small. Okay, this was very in passing, but it really makes you think about stuff. Uh, in this huge like uh, panel page, whatever it, it showcases a few different series. I know it was like One Piece, Black Clover, My Hero, Undead Unluck, Magu Chan, which I thought was very interesting that it got a little feature there, and I think Doctor Stone was the other one, uh, and I think. JJK uh, were all featured on this page and it's just like you know made it made a reference somewhere on the page is this is the strongest generation of jump referring to the current lineup and it just really makes you think like what are they ref- how do they how do they distinguish that this is the strongest generation if it's sales there's no question but it's also like what do they define as the generation do they literally just mean the current lineup or do they just mean like the last year or two because last year or two it's been yeah been pr- pretty strong yeah. you know because we just you know lost uh we just lost Chainsaw Man. We just mm-hmm. lost Demon Slayer. We just lost Promise Neverland. We just lost Hayakyu, you know, being some notable ones that just ended. Uh, so if we were referring to the last year or two, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty goddamn strong generation. I think even the current lineup's really strong. But the strongest generation, obviously in sales, yes, it is. But that's also because of, you know, where we are in 2021 and uh, just manga being through the roof in terms of sales from what it was, like, let's say the 90s, which is what a lot of people are going to reference to. So now it brings up the question in terms of stories, does the series themselves take don't even consider don't even consider sales as um, as part of the equation? What is the strongest generation? Is it the current one? Is it something that we had like, you know, you know, in the two thousands and so where you had like Death Note pop up, you had, you know, Hitman Reborn, you had Bleach, you had Naruto in its prime. Um, you had uh, One Piece really getting its stride. You know, like, what what is the strongest generation? You know, what yeah. what, what are you guys' first immediate thoughts on, on this, on what could be the strongest generation in you guys' mind? And also, just what do you guys think about the current lineup? I mean, you know, I kind of told you guys before we started, started this, I kind of ran down the lineup from 1990 to 1999, which is, you know, Dragon Ball Z was still going. One Piece had just started. Yu Hakusho started, finished. Uh, Naruto had started. Hunter Hunter started. Ronnie Kenshin, Yu-Gi-Oh! Slam Dunk. Uh, Shaman King, Prince of Tennis, jo- JoJo's Bizarre Adventure was still running through the 90s. So, I mean, the 90s are pretty strong as far as stuff that's still popular to this day. Yeah. Um, all that stuff really held up. Now, story-wise, I do think this current lineup's a little better um, just because, like, you know, let's t- take, for example, One Piece, where early on the story wasn't great. Now it's kind of hit its stride where the story's, you know, fantastic. Um, even like Dragon Ball Z and stuff wasn't really a story. It was just like, Hey, let's beat up this guy. Basically. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's hard to say because, you know, 
there, there's a time period there where everything in Shonen Jump is something that like people still love and watch and it's still very popular to this day. But at the same time, like uh, it's, it's just really hard to say. Well, I would like to say that I would actually probably agree with that article because, I mean, in terms of whatever we're going to say strongest on how we're looking at it, um, I would agree with probably looking at the story itself for um, considering because, as like Josh said, a lot of those series like back in the 90s when a lot of big series uh, were there, a lot of them were just more or less some sort of plot device and they go fight, they finish the fight, plot's done and they carry on to the next arc which if you look very at, heavily arc based yes yeah in which series nowadays they have more in-depth story and i mean i guess depending on who you ask they could probably debate the older ones did too but a lot of the stories now even like the last couple of years and one even like 2000s when things were hitting their stride stories uh stories were a lot more in-depth and stuff like that focusing on things just doing real big twists like one of the notable ones from like in the 2000 series that you mentioned was probably when Naruto went to what's references the two year time skip. And then we got the whole Akatsuki and even like the Itachi flip thing and things like that. I mean, people connect a lot more with the characters, which versus like those 90 series that Josh mentioned. I mean, people still like those series. Yes. But I feel like people more connect with the series itself rather than the characters. Yeah. Versus and people get a lot it, more attached to the characters along with the story now or the series yeah. now. And yeah, that's really important too that because like those series that did, you know, maybe it started in the 90s but ran on like Naruto and One Piece, they did really get heavy into story later on, which made the made it made them better um, than just a, oh, hey, we're fighting kind of thing. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. It's I guess it's all whatever, however you want to look at it uh, kind of thing. Because you can look at it like, yeah, the stories now are way better than they have been previously. The sales are way better than they have been previously. But then there are also going to be people that are going to be like, well, in 10 years, am I going to remember Phantom Seer? Because right, right. 10, 20 years after you know Dragon Ball Z or Yu Hakusho, people are still watching Dragon Ball Z and Yu Hakusho and reading them. But are people still going to be wanting to read? Um, stuff like Magu Chan or Roboco or any of that stuff. Yes, because I still go watch the Big O. Yeah, <laughs> fair, fair. Um, so I, I will, I will say one thing involving this that you know, just to give a little bit of a you know spicy opinion for you know the fanboys out there that are just diehards, you know, at these certain series. I'm gonna go ahead and just say this up front: if we're talking strongest generation in terms of stories, the, in my opinion and my wholehearted opinion here. The ninety generation is not even in contention. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it up front. I'm, I, I'd say that there's no way that they can compete. Um, that is my opinion. If anything, I would say the two that are in the strongest contention is what we currently have and what we've had over, like, the, let's say, for what we have now, what we've had the past two years or so, for example, uh, or what we had in the 2000s. I would say the 2000s is much stronger than what the nine. And, and, and the people that's going to disagree with me. Uh, are probably just looking at it through you know nostalgia glasses, and that's fine, you know. Because yeah. I, I mean, I love Dragon Ball. I love Yu Yu show. Ronio Kenshin's fantastic, you know. Yeah, Naruto started in the nineties, but I don't consider it a nineties series. Cause it didn't really get its fucking stride until the two thousands. I know? mean, yeah. 
you know, Same with a lot of those. That, that's just my opinion is that those series that, you know, we hold in such high regard, we have, we should hold them in high regard because they helped so much to build the industry that we have now. That's why, you know, a lot of people reference, you know, Yu Yu Hakusho, Sailor Moon, Ronio Kenshin, um, Saint Seiya. And I, there was another one, you know, they reference those as Astro the, boy. Yeah. As like the legendary group, because yes, they helped build the industry and that is 1 million percent true. But if we're talking just strictly story-based, I gotta, I gotta give it either up. It's going to go between the two thousands set of series or what we have now. Cause in the two thousands, you know, we had stuff like we had, we had bleach, Bleach started in 2001. We had Death Note in 2004. Gintama, that started in 2004. Hitman Reborn, that I'm a massive fan of, that started in 2004. Uh, you know, we had Naruto hitting its stride. Hunter Hunter hitting its stride. One Piece is getting better and better. You know, I mean, I mean, I, if we're going to compete about this, you know, you know, I've got to point out to people, like, don't just look at things through nostalgia glasses. You know, I, I wouldn't just say it's the 90s just because we hold it in such a high childhood regard, you know. Um and I, I would give this current generation its due because, I mean, so many of these series that we have, like, you know, Dr. Stone, I talk about all the time that when the chat, you know, when it's great, it's great. When it's a miss, it's a miss. But, I mean, overall, the, the, the story is very interesting. And that's the one I like that you noted because it is very heavily more story-based. Because, yep. like, if we look back to those nostalgia series in the 90s, I don't think a series like Dr. Stone would have survived. No, no chance. No chance. Yeah, not at all. You know, like just looking at like let's say starting, I'll start with 2012 because that has some of the most recent series that have ended. In 2012, we had High IQ begin. We had Assassination Classroom and Food Wars. All that started in 2012. 2013, World Trigger. 2014, My Hero. 2015, Black Clover. 2016. Demon Slayer, Promise Neverland, 2017, you know, We Never Learned, Dr. Stone, 2018, uh, Jitsu Kaisen, Act Age, rip that, that, that fucking sent up in flames, uh, 2019, <laughs> Chainsaw Man, uh, Yozakor Family, and now in 2020, multiple hits for Shonen Jump, you know, we have Undead and Luck, Mashal, Aikashi Triangle, Me and Roboco, and Burn the Witch, all in 2020, I mean, like, if we're talking story, I mean, I, I, I would I would I would put up an argument for the 2000s set, you know, that that bunch. Uh, but in my opinion, the 90s set, is, there's no contest. They're not even involved. I mean, they're oh, great. Yeah. They're great. We have to give them their due because they help build the industry like you guys are saying. But, you know, for, uh, you know, this is directed towards the people that are going to fight for the 90s. You, just give it up. <laughs> just give it up. Yeah. They're not in contention. I'm sorry. They're not. I'm going to throw, throw this out there. I'm not fighting for the 90s. I was just going through weekly stuff, yeah, yeah, going yeah. jump, like past issues. And I was like, all right, okay, the 90s have literally the most stuff that's like still popular to this day. True. True. And I'm going to shout out here too. As far as like, more story-driven stuff like they hit popularity i mean death note kind of like is where it started because death note wasn't a lot of action and it was yeah, literally was all action. all story-based and i mean i can't remember anything before that that you know was really anything like that where it was story-based and was massively popular i mean there was probably one or two but we were probably yeah to i mean catch traction of it oh uh, yeah most definitely there, there's probably some the but, of archives right <laughs> yeah so i mean the 2000s definitely did change it and i'm gonna agree too that here in the last probably five or six years is probably i mean it might be the strongest generation just because story and sales and just yep. the massive hits that have come out of it true you know and then you know just everything that it's just continued to grow on has also helped you know it's you know their online only platform jump plus continue to evolve as well where now we have kaiju number eight massive hit spy family massive hit you know boruto and dragon ball uh super are both doing really well for them 
Um, so, you know, then soon Chainsaw Man Part 2, like you mentioned earlier, that's going to be on the way to Jump Plus as well. Um, so, oh, that's going to Jump Plus and not Weekly Jump? That's kind of sad. Yeah, it's going to Jump yeah, Plus. Yeah, no, it's Jump Plus. Yep. Yeah, it's not going to be part of Weekly Shonen Jump, which honestly, Josh, could be a good thing for the series. Could be. I'll have to get Jump Plus now, so that's, that's the only reason I was like, Meh. Yeah. But, uh, no, just a really interesting topic. Uh, that is actually our current poll over on Twitter. You can go check that out at Anime and Podcast. We do have our current poll up for uh, if you think this is the strongest generation, you can go through and pick your option there. Uh, the last little bit of news that we're going to touch on is uh, this This kind of came out of left field. I haven't seen any rumors for this coming up, to, uh, this uh, trailer that we got uh, popped out. But apparently the Shaman King rights are obtained by Netflix. Yep. So that's yeah, a big rip, disappointment rip. for a lot of ne- Shaman King fans. Big rip to any hype on that series. Yeah, it's going to be a hot minute before it comes over here to the West. So Yeah. Yeah. I was really looking forward to that series, too. I, I was looking forward to it as well. I, yeah, I think we all were. Yeah. So the net, Netflix getting it was the big rip. I mean, dude. I mean, could we still watch it? Yeah, because, I mean, I'm watching Seven Deadly Sins right now. But, uh, you know, in most cases, I always try to, you know, support the official release. You know, that's what I always try to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it's, it's, still, it's just to, a bummer. It is. When, Especially when you have to wait for the entire series to end and yep. then some to get it. Yep. I mean, I say boo at Netflix, but we'll at least see it over here in the West. There's like like several series that are airing currently in Japan that we don't touch on just because there is no actual official release or any yeah, licensing. Yeah, no plans for it. Like one I can think yeah. of is uh, the, I forget what it is. That was like the healer gets his revenge. It's some isekai story that's like super dark. Mm-hmm. Well, involving the Shaman King thing, a couple uh, a couple shout-outs that I thought was kind of cool is the uh, director. I'm going to botch this name horribly. Uh, Joji Furuta, uh, uh, maybe. Furuti. Uh, how would you... Zach's laughing at me. How would you pronounce it, Zach? I would pronounce it as Joji Furuta. Okay, well, we're going to go with that. Uh, he is the Seven Deadly Sins Season 2 director, uh, Season 2 being the revival of the Ten Commandments, which, uh, you know, Season 1 and 2 are the two seasons of Seven Deadly Sins that people, you know, consider be, to be really fucking good. And Season 3 majorly dropped, and Season 4 is not bad. But, uh, you know, that he's going to be taking, he's going to be the director for Shaman King, and the musical composer is Yuki Hayashi, who, um, you know, does My Hero Academia. Uh, the music over there, so that's actually really exciting for the Shaman King music. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to listening to those tracks uh, when the series comes out. So that's gonna be pretty sweet. Yeah, it's supposedly coming out this year too. I think on it, Netflix. I, th- I think it's so. actually the series is actually supposed to start here, like what next month? I think a- I believe so. April first is when it officially starts, and okay. Netflix has it scheduled for release for 2021. So we'll see about that. Yeah. Really, that'd be. Real surprise from Netflix, dang. Yeah, that'd be well, a fast turnaround for Netflix. They also have this current season of Seven Deadly Sins scheduled for this year as well, so maybe okay. they're getting a little bit better with it. We'll see if Seven Deadly Sins comes out. Netflix is putting some resources towards that now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope so, since they're getting the Chainsaw Man anime as well. <laughs> that's, that's fucking true. <laughs> that's fucking true. That one's uh, going to get some backlash, I feel like. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> uh, all right, let's hop over to our Anime Talks of the Week. First up, we've got Black Clover 166. What did you guys think about it? It was on point. Uh, it was on point. Yeah, it was a good episode. Yeah, obviously the ending is uh, the main thing. It's setting us up for big hype for the next episode. Um, I did like what y'all noted on Discord, and it's what some people may have noticed in the opening, the last shot there of mm-hmm. the shadowy figure in the... Lady in the Light, they're a lot more 
clear. You can, clear. You can see them yeah. versus they've been hazy the entire rest of this portion. Yeah, just like Noelle in the opening. You know, now that her mermaid form has been revealed, uh, she's very clear in the opening mm-hmm. as well. So I thought that was yeah. interesting. Uh, Which is weird that they cleared her out after her reveal, but the other two reveals haven't happened yet. But yeah. they they're clear now. Yeah, they're clear and you can make them out. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, one yeah. random little tidbit that I thought was interesting that I, I didn't know or I didn't come across this or something. Um, uh, the the devil that's inside Vanica, how do you, what, what's what's that devil's name? Magelica. Magelica. Apparently the voice actor, actress for uh, Magelica is the same as Magna Swing. <laughs> yeah there's a look there's your little fun fact of the day boys <laughs> i thought that i thought that was funny oh no if whatever that demon that appearance in the manga and they just all yankee rolls up on a bike yeah basically <laughs> uh but no it was a good episode though i'm excited to see these remaining few because next one that's black oath right yes so that's yeah. that's the one where you know Asta's gonna get that arm yep that we see in the opening so that's gonna be pretty sweet yeah uh what about one piece 964 josh what'd you think about it that's a good episode um just had odin following around whitebeard more uh with his glorious out. locks yeah, with his glorious gold lock. Yeah. Uh, you found out that Odin was one of the original uh, commanders of Whitebeard's Armada. Um, and um, in, uh, that was pretty much it. Um, you get to see that Toki and Odin get together and Mom- Momosuke is born. And you get to see how Orochi becomes the shogun of Wano or like how it starts out because he's just temporarily getting it till Odin comes back. Um, and then it ends with a shot of Gold Roger reading the newspaper about Odin. So I'm pretty hyped about the next episode. The more I see of Gold Roger, the more hype I get. There we go. Okay. All right. Time to fanboy over JJK. That's right. Let's let's do it. Great fucking episode. Oh my god. Yes, I was dying was. at the fucking at when he was using his ability. The shots of his face keep on popping oh, up on the screen. The yeah, they were hilarious. <laughs> Like just just that whole entire set was it was just one big giant fight, but it was done so well. And just even the little thing like that, the weird when he was overusing his ability and it just showing it how much it messed with our uh, I can't think of our cursed spirit's name. They've said it's there. Hanami. Hanami. Yeah. Hanami. Yeah, and just just his whole clapping dance. I loved the clapping dance so fucking it was much. So good. And then of course we got to see Gojo be Gojo. Which was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, the second time Gojo doesn't have his uh eye band on. Yeah. And uses his uh his purple. Alex, uh, did you happen to get on Twitter after that episode and see how everyone just turned to a physicist and like <laughs> overnight <laughs> to explain Gojo's power? I did. I did see that, yeah. yeah. It was, was kind of hilarious. Like they all went from like talking anime titties to all right, let's talk some physics now, and let's see how Gojo. I was like, okay, that's a little too much. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson here. <laughs> yeah, basically, this is basically what happened. Yeah, but, I mean, fantastic dude. episode though. If you haven't checked out Jujutsu Kaisen yet, you need to fucking watch it. It's so beautifully animated. It's so well done. This is probably the, in my opinion, the best episode to date. In my opinion, I love this episode so much. I mean, yeah, no, the, uh, all these episodes so far in the whole group battle have been very solid and just every single one's been better than the previous yeah oh uh, man and I'm, I'm hyped too because um i'm pretty sure we have confirmation that the death painting art is happening before the season ends yeah uh, you know with the, 
the death painting arc with uh, Chozo and his brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah, and shout uh, out to the voice actors for them. They didn't fucking oh, yeah. skimp. They did not fucking skimp. They did those not. Voice actors. Like, uh, uh, one of them is, I know, Hiei's voice actor. One of them is, like, Usopp and Inuyasha. And Um, then the other one is uh, Hisoka's voice actor from Hunter Hunter. Yeah, who also happened to voice a couple other roles. And I I noticed, like, Mystagon from Fight Fairy Tale was one. Uh, There was a couple others that I noticed. But, yeah, they didn't skimp on the voice actors for those brothers. Shout out for that. And I'm I'm actually pretty excited. I think this season will end on that arc, which is pretty hype. What, how many episodes is this season going to be? It's going to be 25 or 26? I believe 25. Okay. So we get next week is, I think, it's the baseball episode. Yeah, and after the, that, we'll the start, baseball episode. <laughs> we'd start the one with the uh, the brothers. Okay. Cool, cool. Uh, what about Dragon Quest episode 21? Let me find a seat. So I, I, I mean, it was it. all right. Aww. <laughs> I mean, Aww. it was called Mam's Decision was the name of the episode. No, so that already set you up for failure. So I, I, for, I forgot yeah. about that was the name of the episode. So when I started watching it, it said Mam's Decision. It was like, fuck. That's literally what I said. <laughs> I, 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 I sat down, I had my food to eat to watch this, and I turned away to eat, take a bite, look back, and just see Mam's decision went, fuck! <laughs> it's like, god damn it. So, everything's happened, yada, 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 we're done with Flazard. Um, people are recovering, the kingdom's rebuilding, everyone's trying to power up and yeah, whatnot, and I, I hear it was funny, something funny. So, Mam's getting all depressed because she watches our... Uh, Princess Leona used full heal, and she realizes her only magic she can use as healing magic is nothing compared to Leona, because apparently Leona, I found on this episode, is now just going to join their party and travel with them. I, I, okay, a princess is going to abandon her kingdom. Cool. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck, I mean, it, right? Fuck that kingdom. <laughs> it's already they destroyed. They don't Fuck. need me. Fuck it. <laughs> so she's apparently going to be joining them in, in healing, because she can use full heal, which is one of the most strongest heals in Dragon Quest. So Ma'am gets depressed because she's uh, no longer can be a healer, which I think I only saw her ever use a heal twice. And her magic gun's now destroyed. So she sounds like I'm playing with over playing Overwatch right now. Yeah, <laughs> her magic gun's destroyed, so she feels like she's useless. So she goes to see what Die and Pop are doing. They're training with Makarov, our famous mage who fought alongside Natsu and Gray and Urza. No, uh, the previous hero. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's funny that his name's Mark. Markov. Yeah. Uh, he has Dive meditating on his head in a lotus pose, and him and Pop are standing on the ocean doing their best reenactment of uh, Dragon Ball Z. Hell yeah. And then throwing spells at each other. Makarov tries to grope her. She elbows him in the face, and he just throws out a comment of like, Damn, girl, the only thing you got from your, your father is his strength. And he walks away, and she's like, only thing I got from her father. And it's at that moment I realized, are you shitting me? Is ma'am useless because she's apparently been trying to be a healer, but she was spec to be a fighter? Are you shitting <laughs> me right now? Because <laughs> as soon as it did that, I was like, I'm, I'm fucking done with you, Sirius. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> The most useless character is useless because she doesn't understand her build. Um, <laughs> so it then goes into this meeting of them talking about what their next move is. Hyunkul and Crocodine's gone to uh, scout out the Dark Army's castle. And Mam goes, well, 
I think this is when we should split up. Pop's getting all, what? Why, ma'am? Why we're we're getting all together? You're not useless. She's like, no, I'm pretty useless. And, <laughs> and Leota goes, she's right. She is useless. <laughs> <laughs> and ma'am looks at Leota's like, thanks. I like that you're so direct. Heart sister. <laughs> That's not what they do, but they pretty much do that. Right, right. And man, she's like, yeah, I'm going to go back to Ramos and become a martial artist. And I'm like, that's when I throw up my hands and went, damn it. <laughs> oh, God. Then they have their whole watching her walk away. And then Leona, Leona, die and Pop are there. They're watching her walk away. And Leona apparently instigating goes, hey, Pop, when are you going to tell her how you feel? He's like, what? Yeah, you like her, right? I'm like, no. You should go tell her how you feel. You never know when we'll see her again. This may be your final goodbye. Ma'am! God damn it, Pop! <laughs> Fucking Pop. So then, Dai's just looking at Leona's like, did you have to push him? I mean, I'm helping. Mischief smile. I think you're enjoying this, Leona. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, that's her character now. So much for being a princess. <laughs> Yeah, so much for that shit. Speaking of princess, how is uh, how is Yashihime this week? Josh and I still haven't uh, watched it yet. I mean, yeah, <laughs> is, was, is it enough for us to get back in? I mean, it was actually a somewhat decent episode for the most part. Are they still friends? I mean, no. Oh, because I'm not sure if they're friends. I'm not sure if they're friends either. I mean, they're not just friends. Riku and Toa are being pushed as a ship. So, Toa. Oh. oh yay! <laughs> Lovely. I mean, so the entire episode takes place during the new moon, so Toa's human. Yeah, okay. And more or less, it's a whole thing of, don't go out. You'll get in trouble. She naturally goes out and gets in trouble. Riku finds her, tells her about the rainbow uh, pearls. Apparently, they were created whenever uh, Shishomaru and Inuyasha's father died. So Zero, our mysterious, beautiful demon lady... She apparently had emotions, and apparently whenever she, the dog demon died, she was so struck with grief, she apparently owned the Shikon Jewel and made a wish on it that she wanted to lose her demon powers and all these emotions. So a tear fell on the Shikon Jewel and split into the seven pearls, and they apparently have both her demon powers and the Shikon Jewel's powers in them. Each pearl? Each pearl. That's broken. Has a has a part of her demon powers and the Shikon Jewel's powers. And this is Zero. Yeah, our mysterious demon lady. The one that appeared in like the Shishomaru flashbacks where we were all like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, she's just been showing up throughout the series now and it just every time it's like, uh, mysterious demon Zero. Or, I swear to God if she's Shishomaru's mom because she popped up in that episode when they got to Shishomaru's mom's house. I mean, she's apparently an emotionless person. She's not even a demon, apparently, because her demon powers are in the Shikon jewels, or not? Shikon, yeah, but if she's rainbow if pearls. she's crying over, she's crying over Shishomaru's and Yoasha's dad. Like, I swear to God, she's Shishomaru's mom. <laughs> I mean, maybe. And then we find out um, Riku is apparently a doll. He's not an actual person because he was super emotionless. But the years he's been apparently trying to collect the rainbow jewels to give back to her to give her emotions back because she took care of him. He's learned how to show emotion. And then him and Toa go on a date, uh, get attacked by the last four per fourth peril who gets offed at the end of the episode. And So one peril's gone. 
All the perils are gone. Okay, they're all gone right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're all dead, bro. And then at the end, because Riku just straight up told Toes like, "So yeah, I'm collecting rainbow pearls, and I'm gonna steal your pearl." That sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and um, at the end of the episode, after he kills the fourth peril, uh, Toes like. Riku, I don't know anything about loving people or anything, but I like, but I know about liking, and I like you. She takes the jewel out of her eye and throws it to him. He's just like, "Why, thank you." <laughs> oh my god! I'm too like, stupid. This is, this is a truly, I forget what his line, a truly something moment. He's like, "Thank you, Toa," and then runs off. And then both Moraha and Setsuna, who had shown up moments ago, was, "You sure that was a good idea? He might be do do that for evil. He does work for Kiramaru." And Toe goes, oh, no. And yells, Riku, come back. I've changed my mind. Dumb blonde. Is that actually what happens? Yes, that's actually what happens. Uh, oh, my God. The episode was good <sighs> until the end, and Toa reverted back to an idiot. Oh, my. That may, it gives me a fucking headache just hearing that. Uh, yeah. Like, hurt. what? The, oh, my God. Like, it was actually a very good episode till that right at that moment. Even her giving the... Jewel to him was fine because from what it got, Riku, all he wants to do is give back his owner's emotions, whether she wants that or not, and goes on an evil crazy, we don't know, but eh. Can I ask just for consistency's sake? Stop. Is Toa the only one that reverted to her human form, or did they all three revert to the human form? No, only Toa, because each of them have a different day. I forget how it's determined when oh, the demon, when each demon reverts, because even in the previous episode, the a whole thing with the bat lady. She lost her demon powers that night, and that's why they got attacked when Setsuna was younger. But Setsuna still had access to her demon powers. See, I could be wrong, but I thought in like the original Inuasha, they all lost their powers at the same time. I don't know. We'd have to look into it. <sighs> well, that's a curious question. Flipping the script from there. Cause that just gives me a headache. Um, what about yeah. uh, how's uh, ReZero and Attack on Titan for you, Josh? How was that this week? Uh, ReZero was really good. Um, it's it was Gar versus the um, versus Elsa, the Bow Hunter, which has actually been a really good fight so far. Gar hasn't used his uh, his tiger form yet, um, so I'm excited to see that. Uh, and on the flip side, Amelia just finished the second trial, so maybe everyone's getting out of the sanctuary sometime soon. Um, curious to see how the rest of this plays out. But that's it for that episode. As far as Attack on Titan goes, man, what can I say about something that I've seen for about 400 times already? Because um, <laughs> so this, this was the code episode, right? Just to clarify this, from our previous topic. This was the code okay. episode, yes, correct. Um, I like how it's been so, dubbed as that. So for context on this episode, um, we now know for the third episode in a row that Aaron Yeager and Zeke Yeager are working together in some capacity. Um, and now we know that a lot of the scouts have defected to Aaron's side and they're now being called Yeagerists. Um, and they kill, um, I forgot what the dude's title is, but his name's Zachary. He's uh, like over all the different like scouts and the wall maintainer regiment and all that stuff. Um, so he gets blown up by a chair. Wait, what? And yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you just say I, chair? Yeah, chair. 
Um, he has a torture chair that he's used in the previous Ooh. episode that they bring to his office. And he implies that they're going to use it on Aaron, which, you know, makes total sense because Aaron Yeager is the founding Titan, the attack Titan, and the Warhammer Titan. So a torture chair is really going to do something to him. <laughs> um, so once Mikasa and Armin leave his office, uh, you see some people go in there and Mikasa and Armin have a little conversation about how they're already trying to find the next person to inherit Aaron's Titan. And as soon as Mikasa goes back to listen on the conversation, it the office just explodes. And Zachary's body just flies out the window in front of this crowd of people that are screaming, let Aaron go. Um, so, you know, Aaron Yeager had nothing to do with it. Um, then they find out Aaron Yeager has in fact in, escaped from his prison cell after his threatening speech to uh, Commander Hanjay, Hange, 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 um, where he tells her that now that he has the Warhammer Titan, there's no cell that can hold him because he can make whatever he wants. Who would have known that no cell could have held him at that point? Um, so he escapes and gets this, the jacket from the Jaegerist. And that's the controversy right there. I mean, it was a fine scene. I saw the trailer scene. I mean, they were both good. I don't see what the problem was, but... People going to bitch to bitch. Here's your jacket, sir. Yeah. Thank you, Chiefs. Basically. <laughs> People going to complain to complain. I mean, uh, overall, it was, a, it was a decent episode. I mean, you know, with the title Attack on Titan, I would like to see more Titans attacking, but we get what we get. <laughs> right. Um. I know I can tell you the, the next episode is going to be a uh, Gabby and Falco again, which are my favorite pair. Um, they have the most interesting episodes <laughs> if you catch the sarcasm. So we get to get another episode following those two again. So I'm super hyped for next week. Well, what about Dr. Stone? How hyped are you for uh, next week with Dr. Stone? Cause today's episode Let me was tell really you, good. Uh, I am very hyped for Dr. Stone. Out of everything I'm watching so far, I'm pretty sure Jujutsu Kaisen and Dr. Stone are the only two I'm actually hyped for. I mean, One Piece, once it gets to the Gold Roger part of Odin's backstory, I'll be super hyped for it. But yeah. Just because in Doctor Stone, Doctor Stone was great because it was great. They, they, yeah, they they lead their their attack in there. They defeat everyone guarding the cave within twenty seconds, which um, gave which a little really bit nice. of uh, which gave, this episode gave me a little bit of like you know Dragon Ball vibes, where it's like Namek's gonna blow up in five minutes. Oh god! Thirty four episodes <laughs> later, yeah, <laughs> that was basically this episode. All right, guys, we have twenty seconds to attack and you know do what we're gonna do, and it's like eight minutes later, twenty seconds yeah. has now passed. <laughs> I, I I was kind of watching it, feeling like it was like it hit the fifteen minute mark, and I was like, all right, fine, twenty seconds is over. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then Sakuna and uh, not Sakuna. His name's not Sakuna. What's his name? Senku. No, not it's not Senku. Oh, who are you talking about then? The sock. The one that has the pumpkin head on me all the time. No, <laughs> the one he's fighting. Oh, Sukasa. Yeah, yeah. Him and a other dude. I don't know his. What name, name did you come up with? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying Sakuna. I was like, wait, that's just Sukasan. Was he fighting uh, Taiju? <laughs> no, but yeah, no. When they they show up and yeah. stab Yukio, which I assume he's not dead from your spoilers. That would be correct. And then it ends on the uh, the power of 
what nature provides versus the power of science. So I'm pretty hyped to see what happens there. Yeah, it's basically Sukasa and um, Haguya. Oh, okay. It's basically those two uh, about to uh-huh. take on everyone else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, like they, 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 they just showed up to the battle. Did they strip? They didn't strip this time. They didn't strip. Not like they no, did in that but, panel. <laughs> but, oh, so they're still alive. Spoiler, huh? Those shout out to, uh, shout out to the journalist girl and the close up of her bouncing tits. <laughs> That's true. I saw that. I'm just like, <laughs> what? I, like, she was doing like a little happy jog. She's like, oh, I'm going to go tell Sakasa he's going to make me his woman. And she's like, going, and like, as she's like doing her little hop, like her tits are just hardcore, just bouncing. I'm just like, the animation studio really went the extra mile for that. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we got 11 episodes, so let's let's pour all of our funds in this one shot. Yeah, they really <laughs> so they went were, the extra mile they for They were that. really going for it. Yeah. Hey, you know what we haven't done this season? What? Fan service. I got a moment. Yeah, it was a great episode, though, from yeah. beginning to end. I mean, the, it, it kicked off great at the beginning with, you know, Taiju you know, being reunited with Senku and just had a nice little moment with, with Kohaku where she's just like, I've never met you, but I know who you are. It was like, it kind of, it was kind of just a real yeah. badass moment where it's just like, oh yeah, this is the guy. He's the guy. Like, uh, so you, it was a great episode. Yeah. <clears throat> um, hopping over from there, I got seven daily sins, uh, episode eight of season four. Good episode. Uh, I do have a question for you guys. Uh, did I say episode 12 was my prediction yep. for the Bond stand-up? Yep. Okay, that's probably yeah. going to be wrong, but I think it's going to either be next episode or 10. If I had to take a bet, I'm going to say that either the end of next episode or 10. It's going to be one of the two. Because uh, this episode had uh, Bond finally completing his lo- his lifelong goal now. So that's where this episode, you know, he finally completed what he's been trying to complete for many years now. Uh, which I got to say, while that was all nice and like heartwarming, the animation, like for it, they really did it dirty. It was not good. It was not good. Like it was, it literally Uh-oh. like watching it for me. I don't know if it was if it just happened to be what I was watching. I may have to go back and rewatch it on something else, you know. But it literally just felt like the snap of a finger from one shot to like a hug shot, like without any sort of you know, like it, it almost looked like the flip of a page, like it's just like a turn of a picture on your phone, like just instantly, like from you know, you see this, and then it's like you see something completely different. Like it didn't have any sort of build up uh, for that, so that was a little bit disappointing. Everything else leading up into everything else up into the episode was really good. Uh, I personally enjoyed it. It was a very heavily focused uh, Bond and Meliodas episode, uh, which I'm, I'm never against. So overall, good time. Looking forward to the next couple because we are going to get the Bond stand up, and I just hope they just do it good because that that is such a fucking cool ass moment. So I really hope they do it good. Uh, I know this answer is probably a given. But what's you guys' favorite episode for the week? JJK Yeah, JJK is mine. I honestly give it a Black Clover this week. Oh, okay, okay. Nah, shaking it up, shaking I mean, it up. Black Clover was really on point with the whole thing with Noel and uh, Banica mm-hmm. and everything. Then just also the ending half of um, Yami versus for I forget his name Dante. Dante, and then that end moment where with the little montage between Yami and Asta. Yeah, I respect that. I respect that. Um, I do too. All right, so let's hop over from there. Let's hit our chapter ratings for the week to finish off this beautiful episode. Uh, so let's kick things off with One Piece 1005. Josh, what would you rate it? Man, I'm going to give it a seven. 
I'll give it a seven as well. And I do want to just point out for everyone, this episode brought a lot of controversy. A lot of people were not happy with the direction of what this episode went, but that's another story for another day. Yeah. And I'm going to say too, I'm not giving it a seven because of how the direction it went. I'm just giving it a seven because it was good content, but it wasn't like over the top. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. That, that, that's basically how we rate our sevens is that it's just good content, but it's not great content. It's like, it was solid content. I enjoyed it. Uh, what about My Hero Academia 303? Six. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably give it a seven too. Um, I mean, it was all right content. It was just more towards the end where I'm just like starting to get hyped up. See, me, I'm going to give it an eight uh, just because, like, I love personally the direction that it's going where this very important, you know, topic that we have is now being really put out there. You know what I mean? It's just it's being yeah. put out there into the world. I love that personally. So I, I love that sort of direction. I love how it was built throughout this chapter. So I'm going I'm to give it an, I'm gonna give an eight plus. Best genus is fantastic. So that's good. Yeah. For me. And. In his illegal denim. Yeah, his illegal denim, which fucking had what me. What is that? Yeah. What is it, illegal denim? Yeah. I, I have no idea what he classifies as illegal denim. Oh, I was just referencing the character he says that too. Yeah, yeah. I just fucking, I, I love him. I love Best Genius. He's so fucking great. Uh, Black Clover was on a break this week. He's going to come back. Uh, what about Dr. Stone 187? I'll give it a seven. I'm going to give it an eight, man. That that ending was, I love the ending. Was it too smexy for you? Maybe. <laughs> I, I love the ending, dude. The ending was fucking great. The ending was good. Yeah, I loved it, man. Like I said, when Dr. Stone's good, it's good. Uh, what about JJK 140? Uh, I'm, see, I'm torn on it. I don't want to give everything sevens across the board. I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably leaning to like a 7.5. <laughs> I mean, it was a really good <laughs> chapter. But I just felt like I was wanting more at the end. Of I'm a it. racist shit, and it's gonna be a seven. Okay, yeah, seven sevens from all three of us. All right, uh, Yozakor family seventy two. Great chapter, man. I like the build up that they're doing with it. I'm probably give this one an eight. Love what they're doing with this. Uh, Undead Unluck chapter fifty three. This was just like a follow up chapter. It had some funny content in it. Had a couple good little moments in it. I'd say just a seven. It's just good content. Uh, what about Mashal fifty one? I'll give it a seven. We had a, we had a good character build in that one. I'm giving it a fucking nine. Really? I loved this chapter. Did you? Okay. Yeah. First off, I loved how for you know the one year it was a little bit longer. I did enjoy that. It was like 29 pages, mm-hmm. so that that's always cool to see. But man, I loved the character build up. I loved the character development we had with uh, throughout the chapter, and then just the ending was so fucking good, dude. Let's go. Great chapter. This one hit really different this week. Uh, what about Phantom Seer 25? I'll give it an eight. I'll give it an eight too. I'll give it an eight too. The first first half was a little slow, but that second half was really good. It yeah. made up for it. The second half was great. Uh, what about Sakamoto Days thirteen? I'm gonna give it an eight. Eight, okay. Freaking love his wife, and then I'm curious what a hell a stealth mission is gonna look like for them. I'm gonna give it an eight gonna, too. I'll give it a seven. Oh, Josh, you caught up now. Surprise, surprise, I caught up on it. Ah, I'm so, working my way there. Okay, okay. I respect that. I, I'm gonna give it an eight just because I like the uh, I like the uh, the build up with the you know the where he went to go get the movie whatever where he's right like, the rental store yeah the rental store where he's yeah. just like some friends may show back up or something and he's just like what do you mean he's like sorry i don't have that in stock i can't say i was like the movie's ooh. not ready yet i was like damn i was like ooh, this is getting all right this is getting spicy let's go uh what about elusive samurai chapter six still on our lineup for the moment i'll give it a six 
I probably get a five. Any day, this is probably gonna get dropped. For the moment, I'm still because I, I, it's it'll get dropped from the show. But the problem is, I'll probably still keep reading it because I I want it to have potential. But like what what Zach has said about it, it's gonna feel like it's gonna be a later on potential. So, uh, I tell C chapter five. I'm probably gonna give this an eight. This was a good chapter. I really enjoyed it, man. So that that that's the, such a weird romance series, dude. The shot of her behind the, that CO killer fucking killed me. Oh my god, it was so good. So I probably give it an eight. Great chapter. What about Witch Watch chapter four? Considering I totally forgot I read this chapter, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a five. I really <laughs> like the series, but I don't know. I just read it and then immediately forgot about it. I mean, it Nico, had nothing that stood out to me. Nico's pushing all the other tots away from her man. I'm gonna give. I it mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I'll probably give it a five. I mean, it was okay. This, this, I, I think this series does have a lot of potential, but this, this chapter was just kind of a miss. Uh, what about yeah. Ball Parade Chapter Three? I give it an eight. I think I'll give it an eight too, man. Uh, you know, I've never been big into sports manga, but I really like what they're doing with Ball Parade right now. I, I really do like just the contrast between our three characters we have right now, and just our one character trying to be realist and help this new friend he's made, than just he had his. Um, Sherlock Holmes moment of just going through his memory of all his data. I also like how in this episode we actually get to find out what the nine dragons are. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be nine dragons this time. It's going to be some weird amalgamation of nine something. Yeah. They're going to get changed to like the nine onis or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, What about Kaiju number eight, chapter 28? Let me give it an eight. I'm going to give it an eight. I think eight will probably be my rating as well. Great. It was a really good fucking chapter. Really hyped for the next chapter, which I don't think will be next week. I think next week will be color pages, right? Yeah. It should so. be. Uh, okay, so the week after. All right. Uh what about my hero vigilantes chapter ninety six? Um I'd probably say it's seven. Good content, but I think the next chapter's gonna be really good with how this chapter ended. Um with uh it ended showing uh uh I forgot I forgot the hero name. Um Ida's older older brother. Oh, okay. The one that got uh, beat down by Stain, whatever, and got Jeez. retired. Yeah, we, we got the shot of him at the end, which uh, earlier in this series, our pro tag um, and uh, and you know, his older brother, you know, they they became kind of like acquaintances and friends and worked together on a couple things. But now he's uh, he's tasked to hunt him down. So it's gonna be pretty cool. It's gonna be pretty cool. Uh, Eden zero one thirty two. Uh, I'd probably give this one a seven. It's just really solid content. Just you know, it's just kind of like your training stuff, but good content. Uh, seven deadly sins. Four nights of the apocalypse. Chapter six. So the first three chapters of this series did not really sell me super great, but the last three chapters have done a lot. Uh, this chapter is probably the best one to date. We're getting a lot more intel on what the four nights of the apocalypse are and who the other ones are, which seems to be setting up for Tristan and Lancelot, the sons of Mel and Bond. Um, this chapter, I'd probably give it an 8. Overall, really good content. Can't go wrong with it. Uh, solo leveling, 142. What would you rate it? 7. I'd say 7 as well. Good content. Uh, God of High School, 505. I'm going to get a 7. Um, yeah, I think 7. I think seven's probably a good one. Uh, these next few are going to be really fucking good. Uh, Unordinary is on a break right now. I think I think it's supposed to come back next week, but we'll see. Uh, so finishing it off here, we have uh, El Seed 101. I'm going to give it a six. Six, okay. Uh, what was you guys' favorite chapter of the week? Mine's pretty straightforward. Uh, my highest rating was only Mashal with a nine. So I'm going to say Mashal is my favorite chapter that I read this week. So what about you guys? Man, it's going to be hard. Um, I think it'll be a tie between Kaiju number eight and Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. I'm going to give it to Kaiju. 
Kaiju. Uh, based on the raw scans that I've seen of My Hero, I feel like my, my answer next week is going to be My Hero. But we'll Probably. Oh, fuck oh, yeah. It's going to be My Hero next week. Yeah, but we'll see. Those raw scans. Ooh, let's go. Let's go. Um, so our weekly poll results for this uh, last week. The uh, poll was, with the announcement of Avatar Studios, what do you hope to come out of it? First project conf- confirmed to be a theatrical film. Uh, coming in dead last, we had Other with 11% of the votes. Uh, coming in third, we had Series on Past Avatars with 17%. Uh, number two had Earth Avatar After Core with 33%. And number one coming out on top, Comics and books animated with 39% of the votes. Um, so shout out to everyone that voted there. I appreciate you so much. And like I said, our current poll is up. Uh, you can go vote over at, at uh, Animan Podcast on Twitter. The poll, again, is Shonen Jump called this lineup of weekly Shonen Jump as the strongest generation. Do you agree? If not, what's yours? And the uh, the choices that we have here is overall yes, no, past was better, period. Sales, yes. Stories, no. No, but this is still good. So if you guys could go vote on that for us, we'd greatly appreciate it. Again, that is at Animan Podcast. Um, but I think that's going to do it for the episode. I, I don't have anything else. Do you two have anything uh, you got to say before we uh, sign off here? As a uh, yes. Rate, please like, comment, subscribe, rate, anything that your platform allows. Thank you. Uh, uh, shout out to my meme poll where uh, 67% of the votes said a cream puff could beat MASH and 1 billion lions. So. Yep. Shout out to that. <laughs> Let's go cream puff. Hell Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it from us. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. If you made it all the way to the end, we appreciate the fuck out of you. Next week, we do have that Patreon topic of the top deaths in anime and manga. So that's something you definitely want to come check out, hear our thoughts on that. There's a lot of things to consider with that. A lot of different things, man. It's going to be tough for me to think about over this next week. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Overall, good episode. Had a lot of fun. Uh, Until next time, guys, hopefully you guys have a great one. Bye. Later.